Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Puckle TCG Cast. Hello, hello, Puckleonians, and welcome to episode 3131 of the TCG Cast. Of course, for those of you who don't know, Puckle stands for Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name our fearless leader Thatch came up with, and we're just running with it. Of course, I am your host. Lord Jashir, and with me have two fine gentlemen among the best. Here with me, first, it is says that when he writes a roller coaster, the roller coaster is the one that screams. It supplies Manic. True. Welcome. Hello. How's it going? Welcome. Welcome. And with us, our very own judge. Uh, it is says that when he throws the boomerang, the boomerang's kind of afraid to return. It is Gator Maximus. Yeah, but it's nothing on what Sublime did to that roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, guys. And we have a great show for you guys. Um, lots of news. Well, actually, not that many news, but one big, big, two big news is that we need to uh, talk about, which we're going to tackle. Uh, and, of course, that obvious elephant in the room. And we're not talking about Dunfan. We're talking about the rotation for 2018. We're pretty excited. So... But first, let's go ahead and talk about what we've been doing in the TCG, if we've been doing anything at all. Let's start with you, Sublime. What have you been up to? I have honestly been preparing for PuckleCon. Awesome. Yes, so have I. I've bought so many cards. I spent almost $200. It's rid- and I, not The sad part is that I spent $200, and I still have not one Tapu Lele. It's sad. Um, Continue, Sublime. That's pretty much what I've been doing. How many decks are you planning to get there? Take there. Um, just one. <laughs> just okay. Good, got just it. One. Just, just, just the one. Um, Gator, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, I threw together the list that um, Joe Bernard put together for Nationals for Xerneas Break, and I was playing that at League today. I really like the deck. It's a lot of fun. Um, those are my favorite decks. Like, yeah, it's not top tier, but like. It's stupid and it's great. <laughs> yeah, you just pile energy onto things and hit them harder and harder every turn. Yeah, those I, I exactly. Liked, yeah, I was one shotting 250 HP. You know, Metagross one game, and then I was what else did I take out that was big? Something nasty like just one shotting Drampas and stuff like that. Oh, so nice. I really enjoy the deck. 
Um, I finally bit the bullet and bought a fourth Tapu Lele the other day. Nice. Um, I would advise everyone else to do the same. Like, if yeah. you guys are debating on whether or not to get Tapu Lele, it's not going to get any cheaper. Um, yeah. And I don't want to hear the excuses everyone had for Shaman. Like, oh, it's too expensive. I don't want to get in. It's going to rotate. Blah, blah. This card's got, like, two years left in it. Minimum, um, yeah. Just freaking buy the card. Like, yep. get four of them. When we're losing Versus Seeker, consistency is going to be king. And I think it's just a great card to have. So I bit the bullet and bought a fourth one. And I'm glad I did because they've gone up another two bucks since I did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It really is. And that's something that I definitely am going to have to bite the bullet. Unfortunately, I won't be able to bite it before Comic- uh, Uh But I will have to afterwards buy some because, yeah, it is a needed card. And if we learned anything from Shaman... Yep. If we need anything... If we learned anything from Shaman EX is that... Yeah, don't wait on it. They don't go on that. The only way those cards will go down in price is when they're finally not relevant in the meta. Um, as we see with Shaman now, which they gone down to $16 or something like that, like 25 Yeah, it's like cheap. It's un- It was under 20 last I checked here. For you guys, one and only, I will do... I'm literally on TCG Player because I was looking at the price <laughs> of Tapu Lele just a second ago. Yeah, there you can get a pick up a Near Mint Shaman for $18.99 right yeah, now. They're finally under 20 and guess what, guys? You can only use it and expand it in the next two months, so... This goes to show us that really, as with Nintendo games in the used market, they don't go down in price. Just bite the bullet and buy them because the sooner you do it, the cheaper they will be. Not the other way around. They don't go down in price. So that the is thing definitely is after Worlds, everybody everybody thinks that they're this is going to be their season. So everybody buys up all the cards and mm-hmm. you know they're getting hot and ready and they're ready to go and that just drives the price to the roof. So. Mm-hmm. The time to buy is before Worlds. Definitely. So with that, let's go ahead and uh, stop right there and continue on to what is the news. So how's about we go ahead and drop it? Welcome back, guys. We are on to our news section, and we have uh, not that many news, but important ones that we have to discuss. Let's start with the first one, and that is Shining Legends Ho-Oh Super Premium Collection. Wow, I felt that I was saying a Kingdom Hearts name. Um, <laughs> it's coming in October. This big collection includes a full art Ho-Oh GX promo with the rainbow Pokemon, you know, the rainbow Pokemon with the rainbow colors. It's a rainbow rare. Uh, we have a figure for Ho-Oh, a never-before-seen full promo card featuring Shining Lugia and Shining Celebi, a four-card promo card featuring Pikachu, because we need more of those, ten uh, Shining Legend booster packs, a playmat featuring nine Shining Pokemon, and a special bubbling. Now, the thing about this is it includes a lot of cards for a whopping price of $79.99. That's uh, That's a hefty price for a pack. But for those who you who are collecting and considering that this ho is actually playable, you might actually consider about it. What do you th- uh, we think about this, Gator? Um, if you guys remember the Mewtwo and Mew box that came out last year, um, the really big box ended up being $79.99. This yep. is the same thing. It's going to be the same kind of setup. Um, it even has the three collector's boxes in it, um, just like Mewtwo had. Uh this is really cool. Ten packs of Shining Loot, but Legends boosters isn't anything to sneeze at because that set is not going to be released in boxes of boosters. Like, it's going to be just like Generations where you have to find it where you can. Yeah. Um, 
This is definitely a collector's oriented set. We've seen the cards that are coming out of it. And I mean, like there's like two cards, I think, that are going to be like super playable TCG wise. But for all the collectors out there, this is a must because those promos are expensive. That Mew promo that came out of the $80 box, I still think is like 25 bucks. Yeah. Um, it's a go for it, guys. If you're a collector, grab it. Yep, and you're totally right. It's just like Generation. Generation had the same thing. A lot of pretty cards, uh, not that many good cards, but that we should not forget that that's the deck that bring that brought us Jolteon EX, which was a great EX card. Uh, so there are hidden gems, just just not that many. What about you, Supplime? What do you think about this? I think it's really, really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's basically you just sums it up. <laughs> so with that very, very important detail, we're going to continue on to Burning Shadow pre-release promos because Burning Shadows is already around the corner. It starts soon, which means that our next it's, episode, it's going to be a review episode. But yeah, before we be get there. And the guys who are listening to it now, you should have the uh, pre-releases coming up this Saturday and Sunday and also the following Saturday and Sunday. So go out and play. Exactly. So with that, let's go ahead and move on to Gator. Take it away. So we've got the pre-release promos released. We know what promos we're getting. We're getting Surviper, Zygarde, Crabominable, and Beware. Um, if you guys didn't know, um, pretty much... I'm not going to go into what these cards do because you're going to see them. None of them are great. Um, it looks like your strongest one for this set, though, is probably uh, in terms of like what you guys are doing when you're playing it on the pre-release is going to be Surviper. That looks like to be the strongest one. Yeah. Because... You're placing additional damage counters for poison, and poison effects are super strong in a pre-release limited format, and it also poisons for a psychic and a DCE. So um, that one's going to be the one to good. But as far as collectability goes, it's probably going to be Zygarde. That's probably going to be the most in-demand one, um, just because everybody likes the legendaries and stuff like that. But otherwise, yeah, these are your four. Crabomidal, Zygarde, Beware, and Surviper. Yep. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Burning Shadows does promise to be a really interesting, really cool set. So we'll have our review pretty soon. Sublime, any uh, last uh, tips on this? On the pre-release? Yeah. Mm, pull a DCE and you'll win. <laughs> do they come in this set? I don't think they do, though. Oh, well, no, no they don't. You're right. That's how yeah. I want. So nobody, um, nobody's going to win then. Last one I went to. <laughs> so no one's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> thing about, so Saigard, the thing about Saigard, it is 150, right? It's a lot of HP, but it's a lot of energy as well. It requires, uh, for the first attack, it requires three energies, three colorless. And for the second one, includes, uh, it needs four, uh, including uh, a, a dark and a fairy. So I'm going to go ahead with Gator here. Surviper might just be your best choice and hope that you draw on those boosters the necessary um combo cards for it <laughs> i mean here's what you do if you pull a gx play your gx that's the way you win like, yeah other than that you know just get creative and don't try to do like 500 kinds of energy guys like it's the same rules apply to like regular tcg consistency too if you can do a mono energy deck that's what you go for yeah that's the that's the tip and trick like that's 100 percent right <laughs> or anything that um, can attack for colorless energy. Yep. If it, if it can be powered up and just used for one single type of energy, go for it. Just like exactly. Sublime said, any, it doesn't matter the color of the card as long as the energy costs. Yep. So we're going to leave that behind because we'll move on to the future because the future never stops and the TCG never stops. Because we already know what is the next set, big set that is coming here. 
and that is Crimson Invasion. Now, there's two key words in the, those, that title. Crimson, which means red, which usually is, you know, comparable with blood. And we have Invasion, which means it's someone from outside. Yes, the Ultra Beasts finally have arrived to the TCG and they have come to take over. It is exciting news. We have so many questions. So many questions about what the Ultra Beast means to the TCG and what could they probably, uh, possibly alter in the meta. So Crimson Chaos is coming uh, across Alola says, and it includes over 110 cards, 8 new Pokemon GXs, 9 new trainer cards, which I honestly that's what gets me more excited than anything. And also a new special energy card. No, this is not the warp energy that everyone's talking about. That's going to be printed in Burning Shadows. This is a brand new special energy card. And of course the Ultra Beast will make their uh, debut including Gus Lord GX and Nihilago GX. And I hope I'm pronouncing those correctly. So uh we already know a few of those other... uh Ultra Beast, uh, Gator, you want to continue on the rest? All right, so we've got two premium collections that are coming along with it, um, and those are going to include uh, Pheromosa, Celestia, Buzzwool, and Zerkatry promos, um, <laughs> including booster packs, coins, that kind of thing. So that's what we've got launching now, and as far as we know, that's what we're going to get. Um, so at least our Pokemon GX should be end up being Savali, Nogaleo, Buzzwell, Faramosa, Zerkatree, Cecilia, Cartana, Guzzlord. So that's this um that's all seven plus Savali. And that looks what it's gonna look like to be for our GXs. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they work those new GXs, what they're gonna do. Um I'm excited. This is this is a cool new set. I mean we got Burning Shadows and we still need to conquer that and we still have worlds to go, but it's nice to know that in November, Crimson Invasion is gonna be right there waiting for us oh yes and sublime is there any particular ultra beast that you're excited about i just really hope guzzlord gx is good because in the video game it's so bad so it'd be mm-hmm. nice if it had a place to shine <laughs> well i wouldn't the ugliest one yeah it does definitely is how about hey ugly pokemon deserve their go-to that's why garbordor is so good in this ecg every time they print a garbordor it's like one of the best cards in the game um wait, so... wait, wait, no, no no i take that back i like guzzlord it's buzzwool that i don't like oh gotcha I, think about it. <laughs> I don't he's like it's it's got muscles it's weird looking <laughs> It is. It is really weird. Definitely when I saw the, the oh yes, uh, so for Ramona, for uh, Moon, and uh, Buswell for um, for Sun, I'm like, yeah, Moon it is then, because Buswell yep. <laughs> does just same. so bad. <laughs> same, same, same. So, um, before we move on, though, I do want to ask, what are you guys, what do you guys think is going to be the niche for these GX cards? Do you, do you think the energy will take a, a, a part on that? Uh, let's start with you, Gator. What do you think? Um, I think that these are going to be, I don't know, it's going to be hard because a lot of them share common typings. Um, just like with the taboos, they're all like fairies. So you end up having that. Um, so, um, I don't know. It's tricky. They're all stage ones or no, not stage ones, basics, basics, um, which makes them a lot more playable. So if this is a return to big basics, if there's one like super dominant, um, card that they print that could very well shift the meta back to much more reliance on bases as we're creeping closer to more balance between evolution decks and 
big basic decks. So I am a little hesitant about that. Yeah. What about you, Sublime? Um, I think this like mysterious new special energy. It's reminding me of the plasma era. Yeah, plasma, plasma energy. energy. I'm like, oh well, maybe it's gonna do something that affects all of the ultra beasts. Ooh, yeah. what if they come out with like beast balls too, so you can uh, search them out specifically and stuff like that? I oh also thought gosh, about that, that as well. So, so that's what's exactly you just you guys just hit the two things that I'm thinking that's gonna happen. Um, you're gonna find the ultra ball where you can find ultra beasts, uh, probably be a discard two cards and find an ultra beast or something like that. And also, well, you couldn't because then why wouldn't you just use an ultra ball? Uh, true, true, but it it's it's an example, time. right? Because uh, I assume that if you're able to to again, if you're able to find something with an ultra ball, it has to be something in return. But uh, however, um, the other thing is that energy. I assume it's going to be an ultra energy where the attacks of these ultra uh, Pokemon are going to be really powerful. But you are going to need those ultra energies to be able to be pull them off. If you don't have them, they won't be able to attack. So I guess that's the way they might balance these ultra beasts. It's just you need, and since it's a special energy, you can't have more than four in your deck. So. Exactly. I think that that's the way they might try to power up these Ultra Beasts, but at the same time limit their uses as to, hey, yeah, you can't, you can only have four of these energies, so you can only attack a certain amount of times before. And since we already have so many cards right now in the meta that will get rid of energies, I think it's a good, good balance that they have going on right now. Um, if that's, that's the case, really of smart course. Call. I think that's a really smart idea. Jushira. Yeah. So with that, though, we're going to hold on Dream. We're super excited for Crimson Invasion, but that's not neither here or there, because even before that, what we are going to have is the 2018 rotation. It's out there, guys. Pokemon has announced these are the cards that are going to out of the meta for next year, and this is what stays. So before we get into that, we're going to move on, because we're going to grab our sandals, flip-flops, I'm sorry, our pina coladas and our hammocks. We're moving on to Topical Beach to talk about the rotation. Welcome to Topical Beach. And we are back, feeling the heat, guys, feeling the sun in your eyes, the sand in your feet, because it is Topical Beach. We're relaxing, we're talking, and we're going to talk about the 2018 rotation. It has been announced, and oh man, what we lose so much. Some, some things we're super happy about, some things we're almost in the verge of tears about so let's go ahead and talk about that before we get into the specifics guys this was a no-brainer everyone kind of knew this was going to happen exactly how it happened gator what do you what do you think about the overall rotation and how it happened well um i mean and most everybody was kind of expecting this um the rotation is breakthrough onwards that means we're losing um ancient origins primal clash um, Roaring Skies and Double Crisis. Those are the card sets we're losing. And then we're rotating all the way up to XY67. So XY67 stays. And fun side note, that is the Jirachi promo that everyone likes. So that is still standard legal. Everybody's happy. But everything before that, Vominos. Um, <laughs> yes. So, I don't know. Everybody seems kind of happy and straightforward with it. Um, people are crying about losing Versus Seekers and that kind of thing in general. But... I think for the most part, we're at a rotation that everyone expected. Yeah. What about you, Sublime? Um, I was expecting them to cut off break, the first break set, um, just because I expected them to cut off four big um, sets a year. That's what yeah. they did for the previous rotation. And this was only three, really, because the Team Magma, Team Aqua was kind of a mini set. 
Um, yeah. So it was m less cards than I expected. So I'm excited about keeping more cards than I had anticipated. Yeah. No, I definitely anticipated just about this. I kind of knew Break was going to be that point in time where we're going to go from there. Um, I'm still kind of bummed out that we still have EXs. I was hoping all of them will get out of this meta. Of course, I knew that wasn't possible, <laughs> being that we still have EXs in Break. Uh, but it's still the ones that stay really are not that big right now. So I'm pretty sure we can all agree that X's, uh, EXs are now a thing of the past. GXs are finally dominant. And I'm pretty happy about that because X, GXs have totally been the actual evolution power ups that we needed to make evolution relevant in the game. But that's, that's another topic for another day. We are going to actually talk about the rotation. Let's talk about what we lose, guys, because oh, there's so much to talk about and so much to cry about. So let's go ahead and start with a few. Uh, let me go ahead and start with Bonobi. And I know we're going to try to run these as fast as we can because we have a two-hour, three-hour limit. Uh, but I have to stop in Bonobi because I love Bonobi. Bonobi is a card that does so much being just one of it. You just have one of those cards in your deck, and you're already guaranteed. So, funny story, I built a uh, Drampa um, Garbodor deck, uh, right? And I didn't have the Tapu Koko that usually the the um, deck list requires you to have, the uh, the um, promo the one. Promo. Yeah, yeah. So, the, the baby Tapu Koko. So, I switch it out with Bumblebee, right? It's like, well, it doesn't do damage like Tapu Koko does, but at least it, it allows me to grab stuff from my discard pile. And it allows me also to discard uh, things uh, in the opponent's deck. It could be more item cards to power up my gar my Garbodor. And it honestly, it worked perfectly to the point where I matched up against an Espeon mill deck. And the poor guy was destroyed single-handedly by um, by uh, Bonobi because he didn't carry any energies. It was just all about milling, 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 milling. And with Bonobi, I just put it, whatever he discarded, I just put it back and then discarded his. And so I ended up milling him, which my deck is not a mill deck. It just has Bonobi. So I ended up winning the game with Bonobi. It's just, it was a lot of fun. I really am hating seeing Bonobi go. Uh, and that's, I'm pretty sure, more time than anyone would have put on Bonobi. But it's just because I'm such a fan of that card. I like it a lot. Uh, but let's move on, unless you guys have anything to say about it. No, it's, it's just a... One of. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just it, my it's card. It's good for mill decks. Like, just in general, mill decks love it. It's splashable and things, and... I don't know, it's good. Yeah, it single-handedly single mm -hmm. uh, stops the Waylord deck. But, again... Moving on to the next one is Lugia G, uh, Lugia EX. Uh, we are losing that. Um, Sublime, do you have any opinion on Lugia? I don't think anyone should care that Lugia is leaving because Tapu Lele basically has the exact same attack and no weakness. So we got an upgrade and no one should feel bad. <laughs> that um, is true. I feel like John Kettler would agree disagree with you. The ability to blow up a stadium and do 150 was really nice with it. Um, that is true. So, I mean, it had its niche, but it definitely got replaced in anything that was running it that's not named uh, Decidueye. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. Um, with that, we also, another colorless, and this is a duo that we are losing, is definitely Rayquaza EX, the um, Roaring Skies version, the colorless version, and the Mega Rayquaza. Now, this is big news. This is a card that has been from... It's been revealed since it was released in Roaring Skies. It has been a stable in our meta. It's one of those decks that, thanks to um, Lysander's trump card, it started out as an OP deck. Too powerful. It was too fast. It just completely 
completely went through the whole deck in just half in just one turn and then with Lysander's trump card everything went back into the deck once more but thanks to Lysander's trump card being a banned it went down lower tier and became just a regular uh good tournament deck so it is put it for me at least it's very sad to see mega rayquaza go what about you uh gator well see i would argue that this was better than just a good deck um this is the deck that everyone teched against um this deck was hyper powerful this is a tier one like s tier kind of ranked deck at the beginning of this season that literally everyone you packed an answer into your deck for for it um that's the reason parallel city got big um yeah it's the reason people were trying to tech in you know electric attackers in addition to evetel being so huge at the beginning of the season uh, mega rayquaza is a format uh changing deck it, really um, it just hits so fast and so hard and like it's it's you know it's rough to see it go but it's still got a place and expand it because it can sneak up and expand it too that's the thing the deck is sneaky if people <laughs> forget to tech for it it can just wreck we saw that in georgia this past year mm, um, yeah so bye rayquaza you were a crazy crazy guy <laughs> sublime yeah, I would have to agree with Gator. I thought this was a top-tier deck until it's getting banned, even. Um, after Night March left, it got a lot better. That was my point, right? When Night March became king of the meta, it's where we saw both Rayquaza and Evelta go down, just because, yeah, the biggest, most powerful deck in the meta is Night March, and it's electric, and both those decks are weak against electric. But, of course, it didn't mean that the deck was bad. It's just, it didn't, for a time being where Night March was still legal, it didn't have a space in that meta. But it is sad to but see it, it go, for sure. One. What? But it did in our current meta, and so... Oh, no, yeah, once Night March was out of the picture, it went back, That yes. we are losing... Yes, of course. But with that, we're moving on to more sad news. Now, well, this one's kind of contested. It could be sad news. It could be happy news. I know Thatch is completely ecstatic for this card to be completely out of the meta. And we're going to take our time and discuss this card because it merits its time. And that is none other than Shaming EX. Yes, Shaming EX. Everyone's favorite or most hated card in the meta. We, whatever your opinion about Shaming you have to acknowledge that it completely put the meta upside down. This card was a must-have in absolutely almost every deck in the game, and either you played against it, or you played with it, but there was no in-between. Shaman just took over. Sublime, what do you think about us losing Shaman now? I don't think losing it now, it's that big of a deal. Again, because Tapu Lele is kind of replacing its function. Being able to search out a supporter card gives you consistency the same way that Shaman EX was giving us consistency. So I think if Shame, if Tapu Lele GX hadn't been printed, it would be a bigger deal than it is. But because it has been printed, it's honestly not that big of a loss. Yep. Gator. Um, I don't think Shaman was meta-defining so much as draw engine-defining. Um, it, it did not in itself make a deck. It just made ev- the core of every deck that much faster. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to search out draw support with an Ultra Ball and save your supporter for the turn was so clutch in so many decks. Um, but just like Sublime said, like once you can pull any supporter you want out with the Ultra Ball and not really have that big of a target on your bench to do it, because Lele, for all intents and purposes, is not that much of a target. It's 170 yes, hit points. That's, there we go. That's you have to reach point. to hit it in most every deck. Um, I'd much rather turn one 
Lele for Bridget and pull out three cards, then Shaman and kind of hope I draw what I want. Exactly. Um, so it's the only decks that are really running a lot of it anymore were um, Vespaquin, Rayquaza, and Gardevoir. So, and two of those are gone, which we'll get yeah, into of, it. Uh, we'll yeah, get to that in a second. Gone. And I, so. and you're too exactly right. I think the the biggest thing about Shaman is that. And why? So it's hello. To be honest, it's not the first uh, Tapu Lele. It's not the first uh, support, uh, supporter drawer, right? We had Jirachi EX at one point in our uh, meta, even uh, living at the same space that Jirachi, uh, that Shaman. I'm sorry, and it was still used. The, the different and Shaman was used over Jirachi. The difference is, as both Gator much eloquently put, is the fact that. Both of these cards, uh, Jirachi EX and Shimin EX, are easy targets. They're both so low HP. It's easy for your opponent to snipe them or Lysander up and grab two free prices because they're so low in defense. However, Tapu Lele not only has a much more HP with 170, but also has no weakness. So in order to knock out a Tapu Lele, your opponent needs to be able to dish out at least 170 on its own with no uh, weakness support. So it is just much more reliant. Tap, uh, is much more reliant than both Shaman and Jirachi EX. So it is just a better card overall. Now, moving on from Shaman, which I am sad, personally sad to see you go. I mean, it really spit up the meta, but we are in a slowed down version of that meta right now. But we move on to Groundon EX and Primal Groundon. Now, the, I, this is also a card that has a special spot, uh, part of my heart with it. This is the card that includes the, um, the ancient trait. Uh, it was Omega, I believe. I can't yeah, remember. It was Omega, Omega Barrier. Omega Barrier, which basically said no trainer cards. Primal Ground Zone was not affected by any trainer cards. It was so much fun to play this card because once Primal Ground Zone was in play, he couldn't be Lysandered. He couldn't be anything. The card no was protecting. No crushing hammers, no field nope. blowers. Nothing. It's... So it was so awesome seeing your opponent sweat as you slowly power up you sacrifice wobbuffets yes go my wobbuffets die it's fine because my primal ground on is getting ready and once it's ready it's 200 a pop if it has a stadium and it was just so powerful i really enjoyed this deck a lot so personally i am see it's really sad to see it go for sure any comments on ground on guys um, it's more of a staple and expanded right now than a standard. We have seen some placement with it. Um, so it's, it's one of those decks, again, you can't really write off. You yeah. should always know the matchup, but I don't think it's particularly strong in the current standard format, no. but I still think it's going to thrive and expanded when it's the right metagame. Oh yeah. What about you, Sublime? I would largely agree with Gator. I'm like, it wasn't especially defining or particularly important in our current meta so i don't really care about it leaving no no, no it's totally got a right. good life and expanded so it's doing fine it really lost uh, as soon as it lost karina in fighting stadium it really did hit it hard so um it did went down in tier after that but it is officially now out of standard so goodbye ground on see you later now we're gonna move on to and we're gonna go ahead and tackle these three because obviously hold on, the hold same. on hold on hold oh, on what what just sure you skipped one of my favorite cards on the list. Oh my god, I did. Please take it away, Gator. Okay, so guys, we're losing Giratina EX, and I am so sad. That card is so beautiful in the early format before we had GXs, when everyone was running EXs, um, and then they were running the rampant with the Megas, because Giratina EX was so clutch for hitting 
100 damage off of things and stopping tool cards, stadiums, and special energy. This card was such a good troll, and it worked so well with so many different decks like Garatina and Xerneas that I am just gonna miss, or uh, I'm just gonna miss it so much. It's Darkrai Giratina, Xerneas Giratina, Giratina Dragons. Like it was super clutch. I love Giratina EX. And I share Chaos that love Wheel for, for sure. one ten with a Fighting Fury belt just crushed so many shamans. It was a beautiful time in my life. Not to mention the <laughs> Megas were terrified of it. Yes, they played so many tech cards. Like that's when Hex started getting included a lot more. Was because when Giratina started seeing more play, um, those Mega decks would just did not see it coming, and it was so much fun. It really was. Sublimes. Any uh, comments on uh, our boy Giratina? The meta has kind of moved past Giratina just because we're going towards GXs currently. Yeah, no so, more Megas. Yeah, like. It had its heyday, but its heyday has already passed. So that's another one that, like, it was a good card when it was a good card, but it is no longer a good card. Yeah. It is definitely, definitely sad to see Giratina go. Uh, we will see it soon again, I am sure. Giratina is like Darkrai. It always shows up, and it's always a good card. So let's stay tuned for that. Now, moving on to our three EVs. Of course, we're talking about the Evolutions, Flareon, Vaporeon, and Jolteon. We're going to just clamp them three in one because we all know what they do. These are the Asian Origins Evolutions, which each one would provide Stage 1s with their own typing as an additional type to whatever Stage 1s the Stage 1s already had. Um, these these are difficult because they're great cards, but we really didn't see much of them in many decks. Uh, Sublime, what do you think about these three? I'm actually, this is the first one on the list I'm truly sad to see go, because with the introduction of GXs, there were more and more Stage 1 decks that were becoming viable, and they could run these as techs. Yeah. And they were seeing play, much, quite a bit of play, very recently. Um, and so losing them is going to hurt um, quite a few decks, I think, in terms of how easy it is to counter various matchups. So I am very sad to see these go, especially because there were so many Evolution GXs that were being made that weren't bad cards, and you already have the Eevee in your deck. Mm -hmm. And so I am very sad to see these go. How about you, Gator? Um, I think a lot of people are really going to miss that Flareon for most things. Um, that was like one of the bigger uh, selections that people would make to counter certain decks. Um, when Metagross was getting... A lot of play there. People were taking that into their Vespaquin matchups um, to make Metagross better, to make Solgaleo better, to make Grass decks better. Um, so I think that card in particular, out of all of the Evolution, was one of the stronger ones that people were playing. Mm -hmm. uh, Vaporeon was only really getting teched in for if you had a bad matchup with Volcanion. Um, so, and then Jolteon, bless its little heart, was not being teched in at all. No, because so, electrics um, have always been like a constant thing where we've had uh, with Sabret's uh, Sep Striker in, you really didn't need Jolteon. No, so it was cool. Those cards are nice. I liked them. They're, I think they're very fair. So I am sad to see them go because they are a, a good, fair inclusion index. Yeah, they were kind of like an equalizer for those stage ones. Right. Uh, but we are getting very powerful stage ones now thanks to the GXs. Now, let's go to move on. This one, I don't think we need to talk much about it. That's Nine Tails. Um, this is the, the Nine Tails that would block stadiums. 
once it was in play, its Pokemon ability would not allow anyone to play another stadium. So you could lock in your own stadium or you can just prevent any stadiums from being played if when evolved there were no stadiums in play. So this saw a few play, not that much, but it was still a great tech card. Uh, moving on. Now we enter the grass section. The grass section, wow. There's some, there's a few things to talk about. Let's start out with, of course, the queen, Vespaquin. Ah, <sighs> Sublime, take it away. Vespaquin has, like, remained a consistent deck since it was released, and we are finally losing it. So I, I remember this was one of the very first decks I made, and I was so happy with Vespaquin as a card because I am always in favor of a deck that is cheap, so that more people can use it that makes yeah. the game more accessible. And Vespaquin is an uncommon. Vespaquin isn't even a rare card. So I loved Vespaquin. Very sad to see it go. It was placing, like, this last month even. It's just never stopped placing. And so I am going to be sad to see Vespaquin go. For sure. Gator? Um, I like Vespaquin. Like, uh, I would uh, argue Sublime's point about it being a cheaper deck though because most of them were running like three or four shaman uh, <laughs> but what deck wasn't it. running shaman <laughs> but i mean like a lot of shaman versus like the one or two um because vespaquin you just go through your deck so fast um vespaquin is such a powerful card like one of the few decks that fears an end because you're taking prizes so quickly and you're just burning through your deck so fast that you're just you run out of resources and that's how people stop you is because you went so fast um, between puzzles of time and acro bikes, and you're just you're burning through a deck, and it's it was one of the fastest decks we had still currently in the format that could just that would just run through a whole deck. You know, with Night March gone, it was on, down to Vespaquin. Um, Vespaquin Evolutions uh, was topping here lately. Vespaquin Zoroark, um, the inclusion of Oranguru helped the deck to avoid those late term ends. Like it was just. It was the perfect storm of having a single prize attacker that could punch you in the face really, really hard and that people had to have an answer to. Yeah. Um, I like Vespaquin a lot. And, you know, luckily Vespaquin Flareon still a thing and expanded. So if you want to play that, play your heart out with uh, Vespaquin. No, no, for sure. And, and Vespaquin, like uh, like you guys said, it's just it's one of those decks. Like I remember on our last PacoCon, um, <laughs> that had a huge collection of cards all in one big mess. And they're like, oh, yeah, we need a deck for tomorrow. We're going to participate in Nationals. They, didn't, they really didn't have a deck ready. I'm like, well, let's see what I can do. And the deck that I was able to completely build without the, with the exception of the uh, VS Seeker was uh, Vespaquin uh, and the Evolutions. So that was a, that's a great memory on um, Vespaquin. And it goes to show that it is, even though, yes, it does require the Shamans, it is a deck that it's not hard to, if you just build boosters... It is not hard to build because you're able to find lots of Vespaquin in those boosters. And, and it was just a lot of fun to play with. Now, and Vespaquin, I would like to just, you know, mm -hmm. we would be remiss if we didn't remember our good friend Basket. Oh, yes. He loves Vespaquin so much. It's one of his go-to decks for expanded and standard. Oh, and yeah, I'd like to wish crying. him a hearty congratulations because he just got married this oh, weekend. Oh, yes, he did. Meg, uh, our boy Basket is now completely, you know, enslaved. Uh, I would use that term. <laughs> He's been domesticated. He's no longer a wild fan. Um, so shout out to Basket and his love, Vespaquin. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> now moving on from one queen to a vile flower. That's vile plume. And boy, <laughs> I am so glad. Talking about cards, you're glad to see go. Thank you. Thank you for taking away vile plume. 
Vileplume was, of course, the item lock. Once you had it, uh, you, uh, no one could play any item cards. It is sure, of course, it was more, it was more fair than the Seismitodiax, which would block your opponent, only your opponent, uh, the, with its, uh, Quaking Punch. But it was still annoying when you could not play the cards you need to be able to set up your deck. Uh, it's, and then combine that with four, four, four of plant, of giant plants, which we're also losing, thank God. Um, it was just a nightmare to deal with. Uh, of course, there's multiple opinions. I know mine is one. Sublime is a different one. Take it away. Um, I also honestly am not sad to see Vileplume go. Oh. Um, in part because we're about to get another item locker who is um, more akin to the Seismitoad. Yeah. Doing it with an attack. So, so you can't deny that Vileplume was a very powerful card. But oh, yes like an extremely powerful card that was really frustrating to play against. But I'm not sad to see it go because we're still going to have item lock um, going forward after the next set comes out. Of course. Gator. Um, Plume has always been a card that floats on the fringes and kind of comes in, swoops in when you're not expecting it. Um, At the beginning of the season, we had a lot of Plume um, box decks where people were teching in a bunch of different attackers and just kind of relying on item lock to shut the opponents down because you play the items you want to play and then you shut your opponent out and your deck is built to live under those circumstances, unlike your opponent. So all throughout the season, it's been a card you had to anticipate as part of the meta. So as being one of the long-term, long-standing sentinels of the game, we salute you, Vileplume, but please go away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Do not like the item lock. Yeah, item lock is just a. I mean, it's and that's fun coming for some from a people. troll player. I love yeah. decks that are mean, but I don't love Vileplume. Yeah, there's some things you don't even wish on your worst enemy, and that's the item lock. Um, you wish it on yourself. Like you wish Plume on yourself. That's the thing. It's one thing to item lock your opponent, it's another thing to item lock everybody. It's just like yeah. no fun. <laughs> <laughs> So moving on, we got Arados. Arados did see some play. This is the Arados, of, of course, that would poison both Pokemon unless uh, they were grass. Um, this did see a lot of play, honestly, uh, in a lot of decks, including Machamp EX. Uh, we saw it play with Vespiquen as well. So we are definitely sad to see that one go, but it really didn't doesn't affect the meta as much. We got that Trevenant EX, which is another grass type. Uh, this is, of course, the one with Woodhammer. It was played as well. Uh, in a few decks. I can't remember what deck exactly Trevenant was played more on. Um, it, it really liked to be in um, uh, the early setups of Lorantis decks. Lorantis, yes. Okay. Yeah, there's a, a lot of Lorantis plume decks that were popping up there when Sun and Moon came out. And it got teched in a lot. Yeah. It's basically just a really strong grass attacker. Like, if you need a, a strong basic grass attacker, Trevenant EX was your go-to. Yep. So we are uh, uh, in the kin with uh, Vespiquen, sorry, with Vespiquen, we are losing also Unknown. This is, of course, the Unknown that has the the, uh, Pokemon ability Farewell Letter, which allowed it to discard it from your bench to draw another card. Uh, I really like this card a lot. It really did tech in a few decks, not just Vespiquen. Uh, so it's a gr- it's a sad to see it go. Now we have one good Articuno. This is, of course, uh, Articuno with the th- two attacks. The uh, first one with the, um, the three Killing coins. Breath. Yep. The first one was chi- uh, Chilling Sigh, I think that's what it was. I think so. Where you could uh, paralyze your opponent in the second one, where you had three coin flips and knocked them out. But it, importantly, it had the Ancient Trade ability, where if you knocked out a Pokemon with it, you would take an additional prize card, which in some matchups was insane. It was basically our answer to Night March and a lot of Water Box decks, because if you could take the kills on Night March, then you're taking away their advantage of single prize attackers. 
Um, so it was clutch in a lot of different things, but mostly water toolbox. Yeah. Um, then we have the Gyarados. Uh, this is the, the hidden Gyarados, as they call it. Um, and uh, this is the one that would attack depending on how many Magikarps and how many damage counters they had. Uh, it was an interesting deck. It was always seen as to, uh, like, a, like if you would think of rogue decks, you would think of Gyarados, hidden Gyarados deck. Um, Sublime, any opinions on Gyarados going? It was interesting to see the life that it got when no one expected it to do well. But I don't think anyone's like, oh no, not my Gyarados. <laughs> Anything but my Gyarados. So, like, it was a cool card, but, like, it's not, like, affecting the meta. Yeah. Listen, if this card did not, if the deck did not beat itself half the time, it would be the strongest deck card in format. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. Like, it it takes he- huge knockouts, and it is a one-prize attacker. Like, it was so easy to set up these nasty knockouts, but it was also just as easy to just brick super hard with this deck. So, bye Gyarados, I liked you. You were yeah. my friend. And lastly, mm. we're going to finish with these two, will be Regirice. Uh, we are losing the Asian Origins Reggie Ice and the right. Waylord EX, of course. Uh, Waylord EX, you guys remember, it's the second place on the 2015 World Championship, uh, National Championships, US Championships, where it basically t- took second place with no energies. It just completely outmailed everyone, outlasted every opponent it, it, it fought against so it was really really fun but other than that really whaler that was like your 20 minutes of fame other than that we really didn't see it uh again hey, and shout out to that red ice too that was the one that locked out ex's oh uh, yes this yes. card saw a lot of decks getting shut down by it. a uh, a dce and a water energy and you're doing 70 damage and locking ex's out of the ability to knock you out um red ice was very important for the water toolbox but now with no EXs really being a thing and it rotating, it's just, you know, yep. it kind of just died its own little death here. <laughs> it really did. So we're going to stop here and take a quick break. We're going to go some co- on commercials. And once we go back, we will continue Topical Beach because this is a big topic and we need to keep on talking. So with that, we'll leave you with our sponsors. We'll see you in a minute. Beat up Pigeons, Pidgeot Emporium. We got Pidgeys, Pidgeotos, Pidgeots, and all your basic flying normal type Pokemon. Need a Farfetch? Got it. Need a Dorio? Got it. Need a Staravia? Got it. Need a P-Dub? Got it. Need an average flying type Route 1 exclusive Pokemon? We got it. One more time, that's Peter Pigeons, Pidgeot Emporium. One final time, that's Peter Pigeons, Pidgeot Emporium. Go check us out today and tell them Puckle TCG cast sent you for a 20% discount. Wow, we a 20% discount? No, make that a 25% discount. Do I have to make a 30? There it is, 30% discount. And so for that 30% discount, Peter Pigeon's Pidgeot Emporium. If we don't have it, it is an average. And we're back, guys, continuing our topical beach segment with now. We just talked about all the Pokemon that we are losing, and oh boy, we're sad to see them go. But we also losing from what is our, at least my opinion, the most important cards that are we're losing, and those are the trainer cards. Now we do have a list, but I really want to start with the biggest one. And that is Via Seeker. Via Seeker is finally leaving the meta after it's been dominating the meta for so long. And boy, lots of emotions regarding this. Gator, tell me what you feel about losing Via Seeker. Uh, it's a consistency card. Like, <laughs> like, okay, so it just lets you play sloppy, basically. Um,. <laughs> You can throw away all the supporters you want and get them back later. Um, 
you see a lot of people ultra balling away supporters because they can. You just see people throwing hands away with Sycamore. Like, it's just a card that allows you to play as lazy as you want to play. Um, <laughs> so, and then with the inclusion of Garb in the meta now, there's even decks that are cutting it. Like, the the Xerneas Break deck I was telling you guys about before, which coincidentally is has Regirock promo in it, the one that uh, has the Ancient Trait, which is also Ooh, rotating, yeah, yeah. by the way, guys. Um, so bye-bye to that card. Um, it only plays three BS Seeker. Like, it's just not as important as it could be. So I think we see thicker supporter lines. We see things like Tapu Lele coming up in consistency because having four Lele means you have better consistent access to your supporters without VS Seeker. Um, it's a $5 staple. I mean, every deck runs four. But now they're a, not. It was a $15 staple at some point. Very, yeah, very, until they cl- very, n- not very long ago, it was a $15 staple. Sublime, t- uh, before I jump in, your your take on VS Seeker. I honestly think VS Seeker is the most important card that we're losing because it literally changes the way everyone plays the game. Um, it has the biggest impact on the format going forward to not be there anymore and the way people build their decks and the way they like conserve their supporters. And there are probably a lot of people who started playing the TCG with T- um, BS Seeker being there the entire time. And they're not, they're going to have to learn to adjust to a format where you have to be very conscious about what you do with your supporters and how to play. And the level of skill it takes is a lot higher in a format without BS Seeker. So I think it is a very big deal that we're losing BS Seeker. I, and I agree with Sublime there, although I know that Gator was not downplaying the card at all. Um, uh, but I do agree in this fact that the, the biggest thing about VS Seeker and what allowed, it allowed us to do is that, oh, I only need one Lysander, right? One Lysander is enough. One Lysander is enough. I can just VS Seeker the other four if I need uh, the same card over and over again. It let us not be um, worried about our ability to conserve supporters. We knew that one Hex was enough. One Lysander was enough. As long as we had VS Seekers available, we could just keep playing those same cards, same cards all over again. And it made us just like Sycamore, for example. It, it was a card where it's like, oh, I have a, a Lysander, a Hex Maniac, Sycamore, and doesn't matter. Everything goes to the discard pile. I don't care because I can VS Seeker them back. That's no longer the case. Now, one Lysander will not, may not be enough. You might need to carry two of them, three of them, if you depend on being able to switch your, well, your opponent into it for example and and those stuff like that that it's important that without via seeker without via seeker basically consistency goes down in terms of your supporter so with tapu lele i know that tapu lele does make a huge impact but at the same time i I think that tapu lele and via seeker did a good marriage where you could use tapu lele to get any supporter you want from your deck and then use via seeker to get any supporter deck from your discard pile so you had you had supporters available no matter where they are that if going forward will no longer be the case and that is scary for many players because like sublime said Many players don't know what it feels to be able to think about, oh, how many cards, how many supporters do I have left? Do I have that Lysander that I need? Do I have that Hex Maniac that I need? Well, Hex is leaving too, but, uh, you know, you guys <laughs> know what I'm meaning. It's like where now you have to actually be conscious about how many of those supporters that you need are still in your deck and able to play and versus the ones that are in your discard pile. So I'm pretty, pretty sad, very sad. It's kind of scary to see VS Seeker leave. Uh, it is definitely going to shape this meta big time. Any last words, guys, on VS Seeker? I mean, it's not scary because everyone else is in the same position. I feel like 
it's a lot easier to deal when you know everyone else is going to be in the same boat. Um, just a word to the weary, don't try to replace it with random receiver. Yeah. Uh, or with Puzzle <laughs> of Time. I mean, Puzzle is going to see much. Use puzzle. Yeah, I feel like some decks are going to use Puzzle because it's just, it's especially if you you have like a lot of space in the deck. No, well, those, those those decks that could use Puzzle of Time should already be using Puzzle of Time is what I mean. But don't, like, because Via Seeker is a, a card in every deck, right? It's a four off every deck. Don't think that you could replace four Via Seekers for four Puzzle of Times in every deck. No, don't, don't do that. That being said, still go get some Puzzle of Times because there are some <laughs> decks it's going to step up in. Like, yeah, I went and bought another playset. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so moving on from Via Seeker on to... Some more trainers. We have Ace Trainer is leaving the format. Uh, of course, this was the one that uh, you would, um, if you were losing, you would be able to do N, your opponent, right? Where your opponent would draw just three and you would draw six. Now, this th- this card really didn't see much play other than Greninja decks uh, because Greninja depends on losing prices ahead of time while you build up and then you would uh, completely annihilate your opponent. So it really isn't that big. We uh, seen Ace Trainer go. I'm not too sad. I don't know if you guys have anything to say about it. If not, we can continue on. Uh, Acrobite... Oh, go ahead. Ace Trainer's a really good supporter. Like, not everything used it, but there were a few decks where it was good. And it has been a good supporter since it was released. So it is a very good supporter that we are losing. Yeah. But there are similar cards in the meta still that could be taken into account for it. Um, Acrobite, we are losing. I actually do, um, kind of sad to see Acrobite, uh, leave. It was one of those consistency cards, draw support cards, that it was really good. You would play four of them. You could draw a card, uh, draw two cards, pick one, and then discard the other one. Uh, it helped a lot in Vespaquin decks where you could just pick whatever, whatever card is not the Pokemon you should put on your discard pile. Um, so it really was a very speedy, fun card to play. Uh, Gator, any, any, uh, voice on Acrobite? You gotta go fast. And if you gotta go fast, you gotta go fast with Acrobike. Acrobike make you sit there, you take the top card off deck, you look at the top two cards, you say, oh, I want this card, no, I want this card, I'm gonna take this card, I'm gonna put it down in my discard pile, I'm gonna take this card, no, look, I just drew off another Acrobike, so I'll take this Acrobike. That's how Acrobike games go. Yep. So if you wanna go fast, you go for Acrobike. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that big of a deal to lose it to me, so. Yeah, me neither. Sublime? It slows down the meta. It does. And it really it makes the game it. even slower. Yep. And to me, at least for me, that's a good thing. Okay, so moving on to one of Team Plasma's, uh, Team Plasma, one of the team's leader, Team Aqua's Archie's Ace in a Hole. We saw this card being featured in 2015's championship winner, Blastoise Keldeo deck. Um, and we've seen it every once in a while in other decks there. This is, of course, the trainer card that if it's the only one in your hand when you play it, you would not uh, play any uh, water Pokemon, regardless of if it's a basic or not. From your discard pile onto your bench, and you would draw five new cards. Now this saw a lot of play. This made this card, and we're just gonna put it in. Also, uh, uh, of course, uh, Maxi's um, hidden ball trick. We're gonna just put it there. It's the same thing, but with uh, f- uh, ground Pokemon. These cards made these two. When the meta, once upon a time, back in <laughs> that meta, when stage two was really not relevant, we couldn't play stage twos. Exes. Basic EXs were too fast and too strong. Stage 2 Pokemon just could not keep up. There was no way they could. These two cards made those two, for those types, Stage 2 relevant again. You were able to, to be able to play them using, obviously we have Battle Compressor as well in that meta. 
Uh, we were able to take him from your discard uh, from your deck into your discard pile and then place Ace in a hole or Maxis Hidden Balls trick and put them into your bench immediately without having to evolve from basic to stage one, then to stage two. So these were big once upon a time. Now, not so much. What do you think, Sublime? I think you hit the nail on the head talking about how this made so many stage two cards usable in a format that is not friendly to them. Um, and they've both been very good cards for the entirety of their existence. So it's interesting that as GX's approach more and more evolutions and trying to make them more usable, we're losing these supporters that were very useful for getting stage twos out quickly. Peter. Um, it's seen a lot more play and expanded because of Battle Compressor. Battle Compressor gives you a lot more consistency, so you can throw away those Stage 2s let them clogging up your hand. Uh, Maxi's Gallade is a known tech for a lot of decks, along with Maxi's Archaeops and Maxi's Marowak. Um, so with these two cards, that was always a perfect play. They hadn't seen as much play in Standard because it's super hard to get your hand thinned down to be able to play that. Um, so previous formats, they were great. Uh, expanded format they're going to continue to be great um but for standard i'm not too sad as much as i am for the next one. Oh yeah <laughs> so why don't you just take it away with that one we are losing dive ball guys uh -huh. um water toolbox will never be the same no being able ninja. to freely search out any water pokemon you like and put it into your hand for the cost of one item you don't have to throw things away like ultra ball you don't have to randomly get it like great ball it is awesome, and now they are gone. It is really, really sad to see it go. Um, Greninja used this deck. Um, Water Toolbox is Gator set. Even Lapras GX, which is a new deck that is happening, also uses Dive Ball. So it is really, really sad to see it go. It is a card that it really is going to hurt our Water Pokemon Sublime. Any last words? This hurts. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It hurts water. Um, I feel kind of bad for Greninja Break because it's losing a lot of useful cards. It's still usable. It's still usable. It without, is. It but is, but it, it is harder for it to happy. remain more yeah. more uh, consistent. That is true. So, but there's another one. There's a big card that we're losing, guys. It's, this is this hurts. None other than Professor Birch Observation. I mean, everyone <laughs> who couldn't or wouldn't play Sycamore would play Professor Birch. Of course, this is the professor that you would put your card uh, to your deck and then flip a coin. If it's heads, you would gain uh, six new cards, right? Or seven new cards. And if it was, it was seven or only, four. Or four. Um, some people would prefer this over Sycamore. I still don't understand those people. And ble bless your hearts. I love you guys. Um, but it's, it was still played pretty often. Uh, Gator, what do you think about this one? Um... I think it's everyone's favorite, you know, newbie deck inclusion. Like, oh man, I can't afford 30 cents for Sycamore. Well, you can have these like 15 cent Professor Birches. I mean, I run them when I create kid decks, kid level decks, I should say, where I want to be a little less good. Um, I want to have some handicaps so I can potentially not steamroll them. Uh, I gotcha, yeah. Um, but hey, it is, when you flip heads, it's a great card. Mm -hmm. Hand refresh to seven is excellent. Um, hand refresh to four, not so much, but whatever. Yeah, Sublime, any last words for a good old professor here? 
I never liked them. I don't know. <laughs> yep. So sorry. Uh, we will hate to see you go. You were in everyone's theme decks, and we appreciate but, hey, you for it. I, I included this one specifically because I know what a lot of people will do when they build people decks for standard formats and stuff is they'll just assume cards are legal because they're bad. Um, like roller skates, a lot of people at the beginning of the season were still including and stuff like yeah. that, even though it rotated. So I just wanted to give everyone a heads up that, you know, Birch is gone now. He's yeah. not coming back. Stop. Yep. So we're moving on to repeat ball. Of course, this was the Pokemon, the Pokeball that allows you to search a card that you already had on your bench or on your, on in play. Um, didn't really see much play. It was seeing some play in the, um, newly, uh, uh deck, but not that much. Um, so I don't think there's much to say about repeat ball. It's sorry to see you go, but you really won't make a difference. Now, Rough Seas is kind of big. This is another one of those hits to water. Uh, Rough Seas, of course, is a stadium that allows you to heal every water or electric type, uh, or lightning type, I must say. 30 damage. Um, this was big. This was big. It was still being played heavily on Lapras GX, right? It's a new deck that uh, would rely on Rough Seas. Um, so this is a, a big stadium to lose. Uh, Sublime, any, any of your opinions? Electric doesn't mind because there's the um, new stadium where they take 30 damage less. Yeah, the conservation. Right. Yeah. But water mm-hmm. gets hit pretty hard losing this. Yeah. It really does. Uh, Gator. Um, It's such a good card. Um, I love the fact that it is so splashable in things. It made Raikou work. Um, it makes uh, the Lapras matchup such a pain for people. Yes. Um, oh, nine tails too. Oh God, nine yeah, tails nine is a nightmare. Like, nightmare, nightmare, just... nightmare DX. Alola, nine, thirty nine thirty damage wouldn't seem like it, but it is math that is important in a game. Yes. Um, there, when I was playing a water toolbox deck with Lapras, I like the thing. The nice thing about it is you can rough seas, delinquent the rough seas, play a rough seas, and heal thirty more damage. So you can salt your opponent to the ends of the earth. It is a rough, salty sea when you are playing rough seas. <laughs> it really so I'll is. miss that card. We, I'm definitely going to miss it too. Uh, and with that stadium, we also lose another great stadium that's Silent Lab. Another staple on those Greninja decks and some decks that wanted to just slow your opponent down. Now, Silent Lab was the stadium that would every basic Pokemon wherever they are when they were, uh, as soon as they hit the playing field, one could not use their abilities. This obviously was used mostly against those Shaman, Pesky Shaman EXs, those uh, Hoopa EXs as well, uh, where you and would, Volcanion, Volcanion as well, where you would stop your opponent from using those abilities and sl- either slow him down or depower them in case of Volcanion EX. So this is also a big card that I feel that we're losing because it's still a relevant card in this meta. Um, let's start with you, uh, Gator, this time. Uh, what do you think about losing Silent Lab? Um, I think it really hurts Greninja to lose this. Um, that was one of the things that would stop the Giratina promo from blocking out the deck. Um, you couldn't just tech in a Giratina promo and expect to steamroll Greninja. Now that makes it a lot easier to do. I don't still think you can necessarily still steamroll Greninja because they still have access to cards where they can, yeah. you know, shut stuff down. But yeah, for there those, is no I want to say for those Greninja fans, sorry to interrupt you, Gator. For those Greninja fans out there like myself, Greninja is still relevant. I mean, it does lose very important cards. However, the main... For source of its playability is still in the game. Some people would just need to come up with better ways to make it a little bit more reliant. But Greninja is still there, so do not worry. It's still going to be yeah, relevant. All the main pieces yeah. are still in exactly. standard. Continue um, on Gator, sorry. Yeah, so Silent Lab was an excellent card for when you needed just a 
what stadium should I put in there? It was along there with the same with Parallel City, where it was just like, I need a stadium. Before Field Blower was a thing and you could remove stadium, Silent Lab was an excellent counter stadium because so many cards relied on it for setup. I even played in my Sylveon deck, which wants to evolve turn one, because a lot of the times what I'll do is I will use my EV's ability to evolve up into Sylveon and then play a Silent Lab and lock out my opponent. It is so nasty. Um, and you could so, keep, always keep control of your stadiums using Paint Rotor, for example. You could uh, you could play, uh, like Gator just said, play EV, evolve them, and then play Silent Lab. And then if you have another EV that you want to play, you can use Silent, uh, uh, Paint Roller, get rid of it, and then play Silent Lab. Nobody used Paint Roller, Let's, let's be know. honest here. It's an example. It's just an example <laughs> where you would have control of what you do. So it, it, it's definitely a great card, out, and I hate see, seeing it go for sure. So, Blyam, any last words on Silent Labs? Another attack on Greninja. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Moving on from that silent, silent lab onto a shrine, right? From technology to spirituality, we have Shrine of Memory is leaving. Now, Shrine of Memory did see a lot of play in those Mewtwo, pesky Mewtwo, Mega Mewtwo decks. Uh, Sublime, tell us about Shrine of Memory. Shrine of Memory, for anyone who can't remember, lets evolved Pokemon use their pre-evolutions attacks. Honestly, it was not that prevalent. There was like a couple decks that would sometimes run it, but it's not going to affect things that much. I don't feel bad about it going. Me neither, honestly. Uh, what about you, Gator? Um, it was a staple in a Mewtwo because damage change changed the way that matchup works with a lot of different things. Being able to just heal off your Mewtwo and then hit for massive damage still. Uh, Shrine of Memories was super important for that deck. Um, now that we're getting the Celebi that's coming out in the Radiant, the new Radiant Celebi um, in that mini set we're getting, um, it does the same thing. So it's not as important to have Shrine of Memories because you have a Pokemon with ability that's helping you now. But I, it was a staple card in a staple deck for this last year. So I still think it's worth a, uh, a hearty hurrah as we send Definitely. it off to Expanded we Land. <laughs> we definitely do. Now, moving on, we do have one card that I really truly believe is one of the most powerful cards in the set. It wasn't necessarily in worked in every deck, no. However, those decks that used it really took advantage of it because it is truly a powerful card, and that is Teammates. Now, Teammates is a supporter card, so at once you can play it once. Uh, if your opponent was able to knock out your active Pokemon on their last turn, on your turn you're able to play Teammates and you're able to draw any two cards to search for any two cards from your deck and put them on your hand. That's a very powerful card. Now, very situational, yes, but very powerful. I am a fan of teammates. I am really sad to see it go. Um, it was a, a card that you would see used in even Greninja as well. You would see it used in so many of those cards where you know you're going to lose some cards. Pesimian, for example, is a, is a, a deck that uses that right now. Um, where you know that you're going to lose a few cards before you start getting good. <laughs> Get good. A hashtag. Um, but once you are lose those Pokemon, you can just draw whatever you need. And that will be any special energy, any trainer, any supporter, any Pokemon, anything you need, you can draw from your deck. So this is a really, really awesome card that I hate seeing uh, being gone to expand it. Gator, what, what are your opinions on teammates? Um, it's good. You stream attractors. It's uh, your opponent hates seeing you play it after... You know, they've knocked out a Pokemon. They're going, oh, great, you're going to get a return attacker. Because it allows you to search out your deck and get two cards, and that is super powerful. Um, computer search is a staple and expanded because it allows you to go on your deck and look for one card. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> like, 
being able to pull out any two card, any two card you want, and just put them into your hand. Your opponent doesn't even see them. That's clutch. I mean, it's your supporter for the turn, but it's still super powerful. Yep. Uh, Sublime. It's a really good card. Um, not everything used it, but a lot of stuff did, so that's too bad. Yeah. yeah we would definitely hate to see Teammate go. That's one. I hope it gets reprinted sometime soon. Because I think it's a good balancer for those uh, those decks, as we said, that lose a lot of attackers at front at first because it needs some time to set up. It is really is a good equalizer for those slow-moving decks. Now, moving on to Eco Arms. Uh, Eco Arms had a moment, of, I think a 15-minute moment of fame, and then it just faded out into the <laughs> into the nothingness. We didn't really see it play that much. Um, so Eco Arm is leaving us. Uh, I don't think anyone will miss it. It's not being played at all. So we're going to move on to what is a card that is very important for a certain type. Some of us, uh, just as shaming, some of us are crying that we're seeing it go. Some of us are hating uh, or celebrating that it's going out. And I'm in the celebrating part. Uh, and that is, of course, Forest of Giant Plants. Um, I hate this card. I hate that it gives grass so much advantage on its evolutions. Uh, I wish it would like every single po uh, type would evolve like your opponents on yours. I do understand that it's still, you know, good for those grass type, but I am glad to see it away from standard. And I've, Gator informed us that it is even being subject of being testing and expanded. It might not, might actually see the light of the Banhammer. So, uh, we don't know, but we, that's my opinion. There's someone now I officially can say someone here has a different opinion. That's Sublime, who actually love. Uh, I am card. sad. I am very <laughs> sad that Forest of Giant Plants is leaving. I know it needs to, and it's probably a good thing that it's leaving. But like we're talking about how sad we are that Maxi's hidden ball trick and Archie's ace in the hole are leaving, and those helped evolutions. And we're always like acknowledging that evolutions are generally harder to play against big basics. And Forest of Giant Plants leveled the playing field and gave evolutions for at least one type a shot. Um, so I am sad to see it go. Yeah, Gator. I'm going to miss it. Um, I don't... There was a kid at League today who asked me, why does Grasp is the only one that gets Forest of Giant Plants? I don't understand. Why don't they do this for the other decks? It's called uh, Grass Privilege. <laughs> Like, like that's the thing, though. Like, when a card is so broken that the little kid's asking me, why can't they do this for all the other decks? That's, like, an uber-powerful card. Um, it's what gave... It's what made turn one item lock viable mm -hmm. and standard. It's what made turn one donk with Decidueye viable and standard. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Forest. It's I one think of the reasons that... why um, Shiftry in Expanded got banned. Exactly. Any card that breaks the game rules fundamentally is something that needs to be looked at. Um, and the rule of only one evolution per turn is pretty solid with things. Um, for example, the only thing we have right now that can evolve Pokemon besides Forest of Giant Plants is Wally, which is your supporter for a turn and certain Pokemon attacks, which is your attack for the turn. That is a stupid broken ability. And I am not sad to see Forest go. Me neither, honestly. <laughs> but to each their own, I know Sublime is sad to see it go. And it, for now, until Pokemon decide whether or not this card needs to be banned or not, we are going to see it a lot in Expanded. Um, so, Forest of Giant Plants, you're, you're, you're difficult. 
you're difficult. We can't say that we're truly happy to see you go, but we can't say that we're not sad. <laughs> so we're going to have and move on to a card that actually I, I think universally here in this panel, we can say that we are definitely sad to see go. And that is Hexmaniac. Hexmaniac came in and it said, you know, I know that abilities have been a pain in all of yours, uh, you know, butts. But I'm coming in and I'm going to level the playing field. Hexmaniac allows you to block all abilities on the, your, until your opponent's next turn. Which means it would shut off whatever needed to be shut off in order for you to play stuff. Valplume will allow you, with shut off Valplume, it will allow you to play item cards again. You know, and it's, it's, it was really a useful, useful card. Um, Sublime, what do you think about us losing Hexmaniac? I'm pretty sad to see us lose Hexmaniac because it is such a valuable tech. And you never know when they're going to release another ability that you're going to want to Hex Maniac going forward. So it is a pretty rough loss for us all. Gator. I think this card is incredibly balanced. Mm -hmm. And I would be honestly surprised if we don't see it reprinted coming up in one of the upcoming sets. Um, I think it's very fair. And I think with a lot of decks using abilities as part of their combo to go off and win that it there is nothing wrong with a supporter for the turn shutting off both because mind you it shuts off your abilities too so if you're a dumb dumb and you play it before you think that you need to like <laughs> play your ability yeah like it hurts you too yeah so, it's like you played it it's like oh i had a shaman in my hand <laughs> yeah I mean, you just go, whoops <laughs> like <laughs> too late because you, you'll sit there and you'll be like oh i need to play out more cards so i can play my shaman wrong <laughs> super <laughs> wrong um I, i've done it so <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of us all of us have done it that's for sure now you know so, you guys want to know what's the saddest thing about hex maniac losing hex maniac now what's that we ne we never got the full art japan well, that's the thing that's why it gives me hope like there, yeah. there's a, there's room for a secret re a print and there's room for a full art print so yep. i think japan we got a full art it. and it's amazing and it's great and i love it and i was hoping we see it soon alas we're first seeing it being rotated out hopefully though like gator says we are going to hold on to hope that we see this full art being printed and we get hex maniac back into the meta so it happened with sycamore so it you know, Sycamore, what, there was, was it Sycamore? There was a point where Sycamore was rotated and immediately got re, uh, reprinted again. Um, so, uh, hopefully we'll see that as well with our girl Hex Maniac. Yeah, we now, got the full art Sycamore in, uh, Steam Siege. Yeah. So, the, yeah. And it, it completely got, like, brought back the Sycamore. It didn't, no, no, it was, I'm not talking about Sycamore. I'm sorry. I'm talking about La, uh, N. N was the N. card I was talking N was rotated out and it lasted about three months. And they got reprinted again. It was back into the meta. I hope it happened again with Hexmaniac. So moving on to another one. That is Level Ball. We did, uh, Level Ball is leaving the game. That's unfortunate. Um, nothing really to say. I mean, some decks used it. Greninja was one deck that would sometimes take advantage of Level Ball as well. Um, Vespiquen. Vespiquen was another one. Yeah. Val yeah, yep. exactly. So uh, it was definitely a consistency card. It was good because any Pokemon that was under 90 HP, you could search for and put him on your uh, your bench. Uh, it was a great card. It is. We are going to be sad to see it go, but there are ways of finding Pokemon right now. Now, Another the other tell that Jishiro only plays uh, Greninja, by the way. Like, that's his favorite. <laughs> 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 his deck. Well, that how is does the this... deck. 
how does this card relate to Greninja? Let me see. <laughs> yes, yes, Greninja Break is my favorite deck. I don't not only play Greninja, but if you put me in a table and say, grab what deck you want and play, I will grab Greninja, not because it's the best deck in the format, it's just I find it hilariously fun. I hate that it that I hate it's like playing Russian roulette TCG wise. Either you win or you die. There's no in between Greninja uh, because its own uh, the the enemy the greatest enemy of Greninja it's, it's itself. It is bound to backfire at some point, and I just love that. I don't know. It's just I don't know. I'm masochist in that way. <laughs> um, uh, moving on to another card that you could see being played in Greninja Break. But it is truly, <laughs> truly important in the overall meta because every deck plays this. Now, this one hurts, guys. This one hurts. And that's none other than Lysander. Yes. Lysander is leaving the meta. Wow. Just as Fia Seeker, this is big. Gator. Does it hurt, though? We're getting Guzma. It's not nearly as big a deal because we're getting Guzma. But Guzma's not yeah. here yet. We haven't been able to play with it. But See, okay, but coming, coming out, out before rotation. So to like, to uh, to uh, you know tickle our memory on our audience here, Lysander. Obviously, you could bring out any bench Pokemon from your opponent onto your active. Guzma does the same thing, but also allows you to you switch your own Pokemon. Um, so it's a little bit more balanced. That's true. But the fact that you need to draw out your Pokemon might make a difference. That's why I mean we haven't been able to I play mean, with Guzma yet. I mean that's why you play Free Retreaters and Floatstones. Like we didn't that lose Floatstone. It's definitely not that big of a deal. And really, yeah. a lot of the times you can set up stuff on your bench where they can't be Team Flare grunted. Um, there's a lot of cards like Bax Elixir that set up to things on the bench. Yeah. Um, it's I think it's excellent to have Guzma. So Lysander, I'm not crying as much. I really am curious to see how builds and expanded change with Guzma, though. Are that they going to still play Lysander? It's going to depend on the deck. That is true. Sublime, any last words on Lysander? It's not a big deal because we're getting Guzma. Like, Guzma's going to take some adjusting, but the fact that you can still pull whatever you want from your opponent is the main reason. So it's yeah. honestly the same way Lugia's not a big deal. Lysander's not a big deal. And if yeah. you're that concerned, run for Pokemon Catcher. Like... That's true too. We still have Pokemon Catcher in the meta. No, and it's a, it's a legit card that is being used. And it's, I mean, you flip a coin, and you guys know how I feel on flippy coins. But I believe that the ability to be able to draw out your opponent's Pokemon with a flip of coin is actually worth it versus any other thing you could do with a coin. It's like, actually, uh, if. Sh- oh, go ahead. I was going to say shout out to Epic Manetric, who uh, firmly believes that red Finnegan coins will flip 100%. Um, <laughs> so. Yes. Shout out to him. <laughs> so, um, so Lysander, it's sad to see you go, but uh, I like. I mean, I have to agree with my boys here. They know Guzma is coming, and Guzma does have possibility. My my only thing about Guzma is it's still not here. We still haven't been able to test it, so we still don't know the you know the full extent of its power. But it does sound like it's not going to make us miss Lysander all that much. So we are almost finishing here with the trainer, guys. So almost done. Uh, we do have another big stadium leaving. That's Skyfield. This is the stadium that allows you to have up to nine, seven, nine, eight. eight. Eight, thank Eight. you. Eight Pokemon on your bench. This was big on Mega Rayquaza decks. This is still big on Pacemian decks and Rainbow Road. Um, so, uh, turn it all over to you, Sublime. What do you think about Skyfield leaving the game? Um, there were quite a few decks that could use this, but there have been so many more things since it that restricted your opponent's bench. 
And so, like, it was weaker towards the end because of that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I love when the opponent plays Skyfield and then you play Pseudo-Wudo. And then you Pseudo-Wudo. Pseudo-Wudo. <laughs> so funny. It is hilarious, actually. Pseudo-Wudo is seeing a lot of play right now. Of course, for those who don't know, Soto Wudo has a Pokemon ability that restricts your opponent, only your opponent, to have only four Pokemons on its bench, regardless of what stadium or or other things he might use to extend that. Go on, Gator. I was going to say, like, Skyfield is important, though. A lot of decks were relying on getting your bench spread out. Um, Lycanroc, Raichu, um, you had uh, the Rainbow Road, which, you know, scored a top placement in the seniors, I think, at Nationals. Um uh, and in addition to Rayquaza and Gardevoir, so it was a pretty big staple in certain decks to be able to expand damage. Um, so it's not it's not that it's not uh, an unfelt loss, that's for sure. Yeah, Raichu also used this uh, as Raichu would do uh, damage reg- regarding how many bench Pokemon mm-hmm. you had as well. Um, it is going to be sad to see Skyfield so, uh, go. It definitely had its place in the meta. It still has its place in the meta. Uh, but of course, Sudowoodo does weaken it so much that really people might stop using it just because Sudowoodo is here and you only need one of them to completely destroy this card's effect. So goodbye, uh, Skyfield. It was nice knowing you. Now, we're going to all moving on to two cards. One of them, not so much, but the other one, I am surprised to say that it's like, why is this card relevant? I had no idea, but it happened. And that's, of course, Team Aqua's Secret Base and Team Magma's Secret Base. Now, the focus here is going to be t- Team Magma's Secret Base, although Team Aqua did see some play. But Team <laughs> Team Magma's Secret Base is seeing a lot of play thanks to Drampa, Taurus, Greninja decks. Where, yeah, you want to do some damage on your bench so your Drampa can hit for full 150 uh, as soon oh as it's God. powered oh up. God. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say Drampa, Tauros, Greninja? You are so ate up with Greninja. <laughs> wow, I did say Greninja. Greninja never, like, I went to say Garbodor. 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 I yes. told you guys, he's lo- he loves his deck so much. <laughs> I, I it's a G- like, oh, what did Greninja use this no, for? No, I'm sorry. Yes, you're true. No, no. It starts with a G. <laughs> So it just transformed into Greninja because if I'm going to say anything with a G, I just say Greninja. It's like, you know, global warming, Greninja warming. Anyway, never mind. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so, sorry, Gar- uh, Garbodor uh, decks. Uh, you saw Team Plasma, um, Team Ma- Magma Secret Base. Every time you play a card from your hand, if it's not Team Plasma, it would t- take 20 damage. You will obviously do that to get your bench to have some damage. So Drum Pocket hit for full blast once it's powered up. Um, this really, guys, the only reason why this is important is because the champion for International North America deck, actually, that deck that, that didn't even use this card. Let me backtrack yeah, there. But hold on. The, this also was played in Gyarados, too. That is so, true. Like, we yes. had two big decks this season, and the fact that this card was printed in such a limited format, because Double Crisis is where uh, Aqua Base and Magma Base came from, um... This ended up being like a $20 card for a, a hot minute there. Like this, when everybody wanted to play it in the Drampa Garb build. But like uh, Jushiro said, uh, Tord did not end up playing it in his uh, national championship winning deck. But it was still in the top eight. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's not a necessarily important deck to the meta, but it's a relevant card in the meta. Uh, Sublime, continue. Um. Yeah. Drampa can't get cute anymore. He'll have to find <laughs> another way to do it. Well, I mean, Ra- yeah. With rainbow, rainbow energy is the way to do and it. And we have it set. There's a new stadium coming out that puts damage on stage ones. When a Pokemon evolves, it puts hmm, a damage okay. counter on it. 
So there's um, ways around it, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be uh, additional cards. And I'd like to say, you know, as somebody that likes to play Denial decks, Team Aqua is such a clutch deck uh, choice when you're looking for a stadium, especially in the Energy Denial. They have to physically switch something because adding more retreat costs to a Pokemon is just deadly. Um, and it sees play in my expanded Sableye Garb deck, too. That's my, like, stadium choice in Sableye Garb. Um, just because it is the ability to deny your opponent the retreat is excellent. Yeah, for sure. So leaving those two team secret bases out, they're moving on. And, and it's, again, it's worth noting because these came from Christ, uh, Double Crisis, which was such a nothing set that came out. And it's hilarious how the meta just transformed into a place where they were relevant once more. I love that. That's the type of things that I love about the TCG where unsuspecting cards from unsuspecting sets become to be so relevant in the meta. I love that. Moving on to our last trainer of the night. And that is one that is one of my personal favorites too. And that's Trainer's Mail. We have a segment which we'll move on soon enough. That is even named after this card. And that's Trainer's Mail. Trainer's Mail of course allows you to draw Four cards and then grab any trainers, uh, 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 as long as it's not another trainer's mail and put them in your hand. This card saw a lot of play. It added a lot of consistency. And honestly, I'm very sad to see it go. Um, I love this card so much. So Sublime, what do you think about losing trainer's mail? I was sad to see it gone, but it's worth noting that his, it has become less popular ever since we got Trash Lange. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. What about you, uh, Gator? I like Trainer's Mail as a consistency card, but it's also like one of the first cards that gets cut when people are trying to fit cards into a deck. Wow, um, you just never... described it perfectly. That's the like, most perfect description of Trainer's Mail I've ever heard. <laughs> Trainer's Mail is nice is because you get, if you're playing four of them, that's four slots you can just like cycle through real quick and make your draws more consistent. It's not only consistent because you can grab something, it's consistent because it thins your deck. Yeah. Um, so Trainer's Mail has its niche. It Vileplume uh, Decidueye used it because, of course, you're going to keep using Trainer's Mail until you lock your opponent out of their items and yourself out of your items, but you get to dictate when that happens. But it also helps you search for those items like Ultra Balls and Level Balls and things that got your deck set up, and Forest Giant Plants, of course. Um, but it, just in general, like um, several decks are going to miss this card. Uh, but I don't think, and the other thing too, I was just about, I'm actually going to contradict myself what I was just thinking, um, with losing VS Seeker and stuff like that, it is important to be able to draw into the supporters you want. So yeah. that actually is kind of a, a, a sucky loss to have because that would have made decks a little bit easier to get out the things you needed. And, and now that we're discussing, uh, uh, and you're totally right. Now that we're discussing trainer smell, let's think about what item cards, not supporters, not stadiums or tools. What item cards do we have left that allows us to draw cards? Um, random receiver, uh, draw cards from our deck. Yeah. Random receiver yeah. lets you pick. Um, what else? We, uh, I don't think we have much. That's why I asked the question. Like, we're losing item based drawing a lot with this rotation. Like, uh, I'm not if as we need... sad when we have Ultra Ball. 
No, no, we do, <laughs> I, of course, but we do sometimes need to draw on to, upon some things. And I know that we do have Tapu Lele, which allows us to draw any supporter from our deck, and that's very important. Um, but there we are in a situation right now, we still have Skyla, right, which you could grab any trainer. But we are in a situation where we no longer are able to spam item cards to keep drawing on our deck. And I think we're taking that for granted right now. We're not realizing that's pretty big. Where the fact that we cannot use item cards to keep on drawing, like before we either had Acrobite, we either had um, uh, Trainer's Mail, before that we had Roller Skates, we could just kept drawing on our turn with item cards if we had one or two or three of them. Now we're in a point where item cards are no, lo- don't, no longer have that power. They're just there to remove energies, I guess, and, <laughs> and, uh, and do stuff like, and search for specific Pokemon, but you no longer are able to use them to draw. And that's kind of big. I understand. We're underestimating that a bit. That's Just a, an yeah, interesting point. A fair point. Yeah. Okay. So with that, that ends our trainers uh, that we're losing. I'm sure, guys, that we're missing some things. We are going to discuss one energy that we're losing. So, and that we're going to move on to that to finish the topic. And that is, of course, double dragon energy. Now, double dragon energy is like, to me, it's like one of those. Superstar singers. They're 20, 27 years old and they get killed in a plane accident because it never reached its <laughs> potential. Dragon, drag, double dragon energy was, it's good. It's a good card. It just, it never saw a card. It could say like, yes, this is made for this other card. It never saw the, the spotlight it deserved because we never got powerful dragon other than the, the, the Giratina for, uh, before Gator barks at me. Um, other than Giratina, we really didn't see a strong dragon that could take advantage of double color, double, uh, dragon energy. And now that we are finally getting a great dragon, Nordberg GX, we're losing double dragon as energy. It's kind of, it's kind of tragic. Uh, Gator, what do you think? Um, I think that dragon as an archetype is dead unless you have double dragon energy. Um, g- there is nobody in their right mind that's going to run mixed energy like that to make a deck work. It's just yeah. a level of inconsistency where in a game where you try to get a consistent deck as possible. Um, it's just not going to work. Um, they need to reprint it or something else because Noivern is dead on arrival if that's the case. Yeah, Sublime. Noivern costs one dark and one colorless to do its main attack. So I really don't think Noivern is like crying that hard about it. Um, I am really sad to see this card go. I kept waiting for it to have something to use that yeah. would really benefit it from it, because it's a really great card. There was just never a great attacker to pair with it. The support for Dragon was there. It just never got the attacker it deserved. Um, so I'm sad to see it go. I never really get a chance to truly shine. Yep, it just died way too young. Way too young. But with that, we yeah. do... No worries. I love dragon as an archetype. It's just I do too. I love the fact that it's so different as a type, right? It, it, we do have dragon type Pokemon, but we don't have dragon type energies as a basic energy. So it it's actually makes sense, and I like that. It's just they've not been able to hit 
that sweet spot where it make to make them actually worthwhile playing. And that's kind of sad since Dragon was for so many years relevant in the video game. Uh, it's just like it never actually has been that prevalent in the TCG. So with that, we do end our discussion for the topical beach. I am sure, guys, that we've missed some things. Like we, I know we didn't uh, cover uh, drill deck uh, with um, drill. Uh, what's the call? Extra drill. I know we didn't cover a few things that might be on your list. Guys, let us know next uh, on our next episode. Send us an email if there's anything that we missed uh, from this discussion. Let us know and your opinions on why are you sad or happy to see that particular card go. With that, we're gonna move on to our next section. So we'll be back after this message. Good day, mates. Want something different? Then come on down to the Ryehorn Steakhouse and try our new Southern Carlos style buffalo wings, critically acclaimed, and this weekend only. Ryehorn steaks are buy one, get one half off. That's for you and your special someone. Ryehorn Steakhouse is a proud sponsor of the Puckle TCG podcast. And at Ryehorn Steakhouse, where a bit moves, we'll serve it. <laughs> it's Trainer's Mail. And we're back, guys, with trainer's mail where we read you guys's email that you sent us thank you so much i did request on both discord shameless plug go on discord channel please we have a tcg and a general channel and a vcg one as well so please join us there but we i did ask on both our facebook group and the discord to send us your uh, opinions on the rotation and we have a few emails we want to read to you guys starting off with our boy from all the way the great white north canada our boy our boys 10 little men Hey yo, Jashiro and his marvelous co-host, Ten Little Men, writing in to talk about the this year's rotation. In the end, it is basically exactly as expected, which I think was nice. Honestly, I don't think the rotation changes too much. Even the almighty Shaman has mostly been replaced by Tabu Lele. Playing in a meta where VS Seeker doesn't exist is going to be take some time to uh to really get used to. Hilariously, apart from the obvious via Seeker, the most meta-relevant card to get rotated might just be Team Magma's secret base. All in all, I'm pretty excited to face the new meta, even if I will know, have no idea how to handle it. My only issue with the rotation is that Trashalange Garborder isn't getting rotated out. I'm already seeing enough of it on this PTCGO ladder to last a, last, a lifetime. 20 salty flip-flops, 10 little men rotating away. Uh, what do you guys think about 10 little men's emails? Um, he is kind of right. The fact that, uh, Chiming obviously is no longer that big deal via Seeker is. And the fact that we're still seeing so much Translanch is just ridiculous. I think that he's just salty because he hasn't pulled Shaman from packs. 10 little <laughs> men loves pulling packs. In he addiction. does. He does. I can't he does. wait to see how many packs he pulls at BuckleCon this year. Okay, I'll tell you guys a story. He convinced, like, Whimsicott and Woody at, like, to go walk to the Walmart to buy more packs. Like, <laughs> I remember. He's staying at a hotel at the last BuckleCon. He's just like, I need more packs, and convinces them. Like, yep. he's, he's guys. a master. He's a master of, of just... Guys. I'm going to miss you all so much. I'm sad I'm not getting to go. Yeah, you need to go. Well, anyway, that's the thing. That's the thing. Anyway, thank you so much, Ten Little Men, for, uh, for uh, emailing us. We're going to continue with our boy, Red7, emailing us. Thank you so much. Go ahead, Sublime. Good afternoon, Jashiro and Puckle Crew. This is Red7 reporting in for my first ever DCG mailbag. 
Thank you, I really thank excited you. to get into the TCG and was taken aback when I heard the rotation news for this format. I spent the past two weeks building a Lowland Ninetales deck and a Vikavolt Bulu deck. And a Vikavolt Bulu deck. Yeah, that's a... No, Ninetales is not a bad deck, it's just annoying. And took a gamble on ordering my VS Seekers for Ooh, each deck. Now okay. I have a month and a half to enjoy these suckers before they're rotated out. <laughs> oh well. I'm still learning, but I'm having tons of fun. Thanks, Puckle, for getting me into this side of the franchise. Later days, Red 7. Awesome. Thank you so much, Red Day. And, and though, I mean, um, those VS Seekers are still going to be relevant in Expanded, and who knows? They may get, you know, reprinted at some no. point. No. <laughs> you don't think like so? They, they get... print them every two years. Thing. Like, yeah. Like every or like every two formats because you have that's like if you look at the VS Seeker like rotation yeah so they will be relevant again I'm sure and also like Jushiro said expanded they they're gonna play VS Seeker so oh, yeah you're that's fine they're still staple cards like keep hold on to them you're not losing anything by having them by the way we did not mention in our topical beach that expanded stays yet again for the third year in a row exactly the same everything shouldn't rotate. Yeah, it's it, going to be like Magic's modern format. It, okay. All those cards are on the same power level yeah. from black and white forward. And I think they're just going to curate it and have a ban list, which is how I feel like they should do. Because yeah. it keeps it so that there is a ever-changing, growing format in addition to standard. Yeah. So, uh, good decks that you're building there, Red7. Uh, I hate, I personally hate a lot of Ninetales just because it's just a personal, ugh, I just hate how much HP it has. <laughs> um, it's just difficult. I play Tapu Bulu as well, uh, and Tapu Bulu cannot cannot uh, uh, hit Alolan Ninetales for enough and, uh, damage to knock it out as soon as possible. So anyway, that's beside the point. Thank you so much for emailing in. We have one more email, and that's from our boy. Um... Grimscore, our champion, is emailing champion, in. Grimscore. Ooh, Please, man, Gator, this, continue this big, on. This is a big deal. Speaking of the Great White North, here we have Grimcore. Greetings, Jushiro and Puckle Crew. With the upcoming rotation, I am most sad to see the removal of the S-Seeker. Oh, yeah. Who was there when we needed the clutch Lysander you used earlier? The S-Seeker, that's who. Who was there when you were into one card or delinquented to zero? Who is it that you top deck to save your behind? VS Seeker, that's who. <laughs> the card is super versatile and honestly allows us to cover for early game greedy digs where you burned away too much. Though if history tells us anything, we will see it again in the future, and at least we can hope. Also, losing the man without a plan, Lysander is not great, but we do get your boy Guzma coming in to replace him. Yeah. As for cards I'm happy to see gone, like many Forest of Giants plants. The card gave many decks, or gave a few decks, the obnoxious advantage, and every so often losing to Decidueye turn one was as tilting as it gets. I am also not sad to see Skyfield go. I am excited as always to see what new cards come from future sets and to see the further evolution of our beloved game. Much love from the Great White North, Grimcore. Grimcore, thank you so much for emailing in, and you're 100%. I mean, we can mirror your, as you can already hear in this uh, podcast, you can. We mirror your sentiment on all these cards. It is going to be a very interesting meta that we're jumping in, but it really is going to be very exciting and a lot of fun to play, honestly. Um, so I am excited. You guys are excited. Let us know on our next podcast what guys did what what did we miss? What cards did we miss um, from the rotation that we didn't discuss? And tell us what are your expectations on Worlds? Worlds is still next around the corner. And uh, we want to know what you guys think 
what is going to happen. Now, I've already solicited on the Blackthorn console that we need a, an email batch for this episode, for this, uh, uh, podcast. So soon, that might be something that will come out. Don't, don't wait for it too soon though, because that does require some time to create. But we are going to be able to dish out some, you know, good badges for you guys. Now, with that, we're going to end this segment and go on to everyone's favorite segment. And that's Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon 15 questions. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, unfortunately I have two of the bro of the b- pros here. So I'm going to go ahead and try to see if we can nail them this time. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Who's that Pokemon? Welcome back people to the end of the episode where we're going to do Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon 15 questions. Of course, guys, this is the place where we are going to try to stump our co-hosts with them trying to guess what Pokemon we have in only 15 questions. You guys know the rules. Lower your browsers. No internet. No Pokedexes. No 3DSs. It has to be all in your brain. No questions about degenerations. No questions about Pokedex numbers. It has to be related directly to the Pokemon themselves. So... With that, the order is going to be simple, sublime first with Gator later, and you try to guess what Pokemon we're talking about, and let's go ahead and start right now. I have a Pokemon sublime. Give me your first question. Is this Pokemon part of an evolution line? It is. Gator. Um, is this Pokemon a dual type? No. Sublime. Is this a fully evolved Pokemon? Yes. Gator. Um, is this, would this Pokemon be considered a stage one in the TCG? It would. Sublime. Stage one, fully evolved monotype. Is this Pokemon weak to the ice type? No. Gator. Um, can this Pokemon be found in the Alola region? No. Sublime. I'm writing down all the types it can't be. Flying dragon, not in Alola. Is this Pokemon weak to the ground type? Yes. Gator? It's weak to ground. So that means it has to be, um, it could be fire, poison, a steel electric hmm. is this pokemon a fire type yes sublime fire type not caught in alola uh stage one well geez what do we have okay so it's fully um, evolved so we stage- have what nine tails arcanine rapidash flareon What's that Simisir. ugly monkey? Simisiria, Ninetales, Arcanine. Um, Rapidash. Flareon? Flareon. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh. But I think oh, 80s you know can be found in Alola, so it's not Flareon. You're right, it can't be Flareon. Um... Similarly, it can't be Arcanine, I don't think. No, Arcanine is not found in Alola. I don't think it there's... is. It's not it Alola. is because it's in the VGC, which means it has to be in the Alola deck. Oh, 
Be careful with that particular question. No, I'm. That's all I'm gonna say. Because you said it cannot be found in Alola, correct? I said, can it be found in the Alola region? He said, no. And I'm going with what Cerebi is telling me on its location part. This is all I can say without giving you more, more info. It can't be Arcanine. That's all I know for sure because you could find um, that in the. You can oh, find like, a Growlithe, Growlithe, yes. But Growlithe is not... See, I'm saying too much. Because <laughs> I don't want... I... No, no. Go. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, is that a question? question? It's Sublime's question. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, because if you ask what Pokemon it is and you're wrong, you lose. That's the thing about Pokemon facing questions. So I'm just saying, you know, just because I say that you can't find it in Alola doesn't mean that it's not in Alola through other means. See what well, I'm if saying? If you encounter it in Alola, just because you didn't find it in the wild, I feel like that's still being found in Alola. But I have no way of, you know, based on Cerebi, I'm going through the Cerebi information. It is not found in Alola. That's all I can say. There's, there's ways uh, to fix this. Ask her there, it yeah, like... that's questionable. Oh. Anyway, does this Pokemon evolve through a Firestone? No. Oh. Well so then. go for a Gator. I think it has um, to be Rapidash. Does this Pokemon look like a monkey? No. Cool. So, so it's blind. not Darmanitan. So we're already at 11 questions in. This Or this is going to be 11 questions. Alright. Is this Pokemon horse-shaped? Yes. Okay. It's Go for Gator. Alright. Um, is this Pokemon Rapidash? Yes. It is Rapidash. You guys win. So I I pardon. So the thing is, I go through Cerebi, and Cerebi in Rapidash information says on location where to find sun, sun, uh, in Sun and Moon, it transfer required. It doesn't say that you can acquire it. So when you guys ask me, can it be found? Because you can battle a Rapidash on a trainer, but you can't catch a Rapidash, right? So you can't find it in Alola. You can find a Ponyta in Alola, but you can't find well, you a Rapidash. If, it were, if you could catch a Ponyta... It wouldn't say transfer required. It would say evolve Ponyta. Yeah, but it, 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 that, that's not what it says in. Um, unfortunately, that's not what it says in Cerebi, and I won't go that's into exactly it. Exactly what it would. So whenever, whenever you guys are. So for future reference, so to make this more, you know, more standard in future reference, if you guys tell me, can you find it? I will only answer yes if you can capture it in that region. Okay. Uh, because uh. for ter- remember, for terms of. Pokemon fitting questions, we go by Pokedex number. And even though they evolve from each other, Ponyta is not Rapidash. So I have to treat them as two different Pokemon. I know that doesn't make necessarily sense, but it does for the rules. <laughs> because if I, because if I, if, if I, yeah, exactly, you guys won. But if I, if I just treat them as the same, then I'm, then it's just opening too much possibility for you guys because you can guess for what one and then guess for the other. Is- We'd ask, can this Pokemon's evolution line be found in Alola? And I would say no in this case, for example, because you can't, right? Because there's no Rapidash on the wild. Yeah. Okay, so um, anyway, so that's it, guys. Thank you so much. I know that was like a very uh, contested Pokemon 15 questions, but you guys won. It is Rapidash that I chose. Of course, Rapidash is one of the original 150, and we're going to say its number is definitely Pokemon Pokedex number 78. It is the horse, uh, Pokemon? 
Fire Horse Pokemon. Very simple. Now, with that, we're going to go ahead and end the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoy our show. We talked all about our rotation and all the possibilities that come up. But I know the the possibilities of this next meta is going to be endless. And it's up to you guys listening at home. I know that the future champion for 2018 or 2017 is listening to us right now. And we are rooting for you. With that, please, guys, if you like what we do here, please go to our Twitter at PocoPodcast.com. I'm sorry, at Twitter, PocoPodcast on Twitter. Go to our Facebook, both our Facebook for PocoCast with Facebook.com slash PocoPodcast and our fa- personal Facebook group, Facebook.com slash PocoTCG. We have a great community there. We t- uh, we uh, post things, uh, articles. We let you know when stuff happens. Uh, a shout out to the Real EV who's always keeping us in... Um, uh, up to date to what's going on in Pokemon Beach. Um, and, uh, we also do some tiny videos and stuff as I do our Jishio directs and stuff. Uh, so it's a lot of fun there. Go and join us there. We also have our Reddit at r slash puckle, our Tumblr at pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. And make sure you review us on iTunes. I know we haven't been pushing this a lot, but please do because whatever you review us, if you can review us in iTunes, that helps us a lot to get more Puckalonians involved in our community. With that, also, if you want to help us, if you have the money and the time, please go ahead to our Patreon page and uh, please donate whatever you can. And everything, every single cent that goes into it goes back to you guys, to the community. That's how we're paying for all the prices for your tournaments. That's how we're paying for everything that you guys take advantage of. And, of course, join our discussions at Discord. Uh, please join us there. We have so many chat rooms going on at the same time. People there constantly. If you want to talk Pokemon, there's always going to be someone there ready to speak Pokemon. Either be the video game, the TCG, anything. It's awesome. So, with that, we're going to leave you guys. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Sublime, you are the best. Always a pleasure. And Gator, you're also the best and knowledgeable. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. And with that, guys, you know who you, you can hear that guitar. You can hear that sweet, sweet melody because it is that time. That time. Have a good night.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.